Hello and welcome to episode 10 of A Pod About A Pod, a metacast featuring commentary, critique, and sneak peeks of a different podcast every episode to help you learn more about your favorite shows and discover new ones to love. I'm your host, Jordan Pierce, and I'm almost 100% sure that I came up with the term Metacast, which of course could only be a podcast about podcasts. Or so I thought. I did a quick Google search before deciding to include this bit, and apparently there is already a podcast called Metacast, except that I think it's a podcast for a business, and apparently it focuses on all things agility, which I thought was a little random. It was a bit confusing. I was confused, but this episode is not about that show at all. Today's Podcast X is called Crossing Animals, and it features conversations around a record-breaking video game called Animal Crossing New Horizons that was released in March of this year, 2020. This title is so explosively successful that it has been selling out its home console, the Nintendo Switch, virtually everywhere. I do not want to tell y'all how much I paid for mine. I knew I was being price gouged and I simply chose not to care. I'm happy to report, still no buyer's remorse. I love my Switch. New Horizons is the latest installment of the Animal Crossing series, which was first created by Nintendo in 2001, and I'll provide a bit more context about it, uh, about the game during quick history. But for now, let's transition into what to expect from Crossing Animals. What to expect from Crossing Animals is them telling you what to expect about Animal Crossing New Horizons. Lloyd and Sarah cover everything from game tips, sales reception, seasonal updates, event information, game patches, data mining, controversies, algorithms, outside resources, and more. Before buying my Switch, I was gaming only on the PS4 and my PC. All of the memes on social media piqued my curiosity about Animal Crossing New Horizons and tantalizing myself by listening to Crossing Animals podcast was a big factor in my ultimate choice to go ahead and get Nintendo's current flagship console. If you want an easy, pleasant way to immerse yourself in this video game universe and preview the gameplay experience, I highly suggest giving this podcast X a listen. This seems like as good a time as any to go ahead and give you your first sneak peek. This is from their very first episode of Crossing Animals. You'll get to meet Sarah and Lloyd, and they'll talk a bit about their relationship with the franchise. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, it's crazy how addicting this game is, yet... If you try to explain it to someone, it, there's really nothing to it. <laughs> and, and that was the, the one thing about the game that it was so hard. Like I'm talking with my buddies and I'm like, yeah, this game is really cool. It's got all these like the cute little animals. They run around, but that's not really what I'm interested in. I want to get all the NES games and I want to build my house and I want to make it bigger. I want it to make it cool. And they're like, you want to build a house? I'm like, yeah, no, I want to do this. I want to make it look <laughs> awesome. I want to decorate it. De de decorate your house? No, no, it sounds way <laughs> better like than that. it is. I mean, it is way better than it sounds. I'm confused. Just play the game. And <laughs> Just do it. Trust me. But then you you read you read articles and it's like, yeah, like uh, most of the people that were pre-ordering in Japan were female. And it's just like, okay, maybe that's why they weren't 
weren't getting it. it it's just it was one of those weird games like that to me when it came out uh, and when I was getting so obsessed with it where none of my friends wanted to play it <laughs> at all. And I'm like, am I weird or is it just is it just a game that only appeals to certain people? And I guess it's one of those things where it's a game that appeals I feel to like certain it's people. also the marketing. Like if you look at the cover of the game, it looks mm. kind of girly with the flowers and the animals, and little people with the giant eyes. I could easily see that. I mean, I, I got lots of people into this game that were males. I don't think any of them would have seen it at GameStop and be like, oh, I want to play that. I think it's more of like you watch, you do, and then you get sucked in. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So um, so that's kind of where I started. That's where you started, uh, Sarah. So what, what's kind of like your your favorite thing? about Animal Crossing and and this could be like I already talked about the NES stuff which blew my mind but it doesn't have to be the GameCube version or New Leaf it could be any of them like what what was the one thing that just I don't know that just got you and and stuck you and made you want to keep playing this over and over and over again so I think it was fishing to be honest Mm, because I I think New Leaf and uh, Wild World World were my favorite because Wild World is the one that really got me into it and uh, it's kind of addicting to try to get all the fish you know and right. try to get all the bugs and then once you start getting all the fish then you realize what's worth what and then you start you know getting all the money like you know i've been playing uh new leaf since it was released which was what 2012 13 one of them yeah, yeah, and 12. i have over 600 hours invested in it over 600 hours in one of the titles. So think about all of the titles put together, how much expertise just one of these co-hosts brings to this conversation. It also made me think of checking my stats on my podcast listening platform to see how many hours that I've logged now. And I'm up to 1,000 38 hours and 20 something minutes of listening to podcasts. So hopefully that gives me some sort of feather in my cap as to why you would want to listen to my opinions about what's out there. And you're here and I appreciate you for it. So some of these episodes from Crossing Animals are available on YouTube and those Most of them have in-game footage that is absolutely adorable because the hosts are sitting in a podcast studio that they've created on one of their islands. And I highly suggest you check it out for yourself. Uh, The Rezd TV YouTube channel is where to find it. R-E-Z-D dot TV or R-E-Z-D dot TV if you want to get non-American about it. So only do it if cute things make you happy of course if you do click over there especially make sure to watch their jump around video it's really funny um (laughs) if i'm ever having a bad day i haven't had one um you know but if i have a bad day in the near future i'm gonna watch that video because it's really a pick-me-up however what if you're not into gaming You don't get the big deal about making friends with anime-eyed animal villagers or why you should care about the animal crossing memes you see online well At the very least, I think it's still interesting how much of this Animal Crossing New Horizons phenomena has been attributed to the game's release coinciding with the COVID-19 pandemic. The result of this happenstance has been unprecedented record-breaking numbers. More on that at the end of Quick History. 
Okay, y'all, real quick. My hydro flask just came in the mail. It just arrived. I used to have one and I accidentally left it in a shopping cart and my replacement just came and it's bigger and it has the sippy straw lid and I can enjoy ice cold water without condensation on my desk anymore. And it was right when my throat was starting to get scratchy and I go to go refill up my plastic water bottle and my grandma says, there's a delivery for you. Anyway, I'm stoked on it. I can now have ice cold water to soothe my scratchy throat and let's continue on. Here we are at Quick History. Normally I would talk about the history of the podcast I'm speaking on, which I still intend to do, but for today I want to open with the history of the Animal Crossing video game franchise for anyone who might be listening and is unfamiliar. So let's start there and after the next sneak peek we'll go ahead and talk about the inception of Crossing Animals. First, the brainchild that would eventually become internationally known as Animal Crossing came from the mind of a man named Katsuya Uguchi. I hope I pronounced that right. He says that the three key themes of his video game are family, friendship, and community. The idea for Animal Crossing actually came from the loneliness Iguchi felt after moving to Nintendo headquarters in Kyoto, Japan, and leaving his family and support systems behind. Hisashi Nagomi is also credited as a co-creator of Animal Crossing, but sadly I don't know his hallmark story. The series has been acclaimed for its open-ended gameplay, as well as use of the console's internal clock and calendar system to simulate the passage of time. The Animal Crossing Story Universe debuted on April 14th of 2001 in Japan for the Nintendo 64, and it was enhanced and released on the GameCube that same year. This version was localized and released in North America on September 16th, 2002, Australia on October 17th, 2003, hey that's my ex-wife's birthday, and Europe on September 24th, 2004. She's also Australian, that's why it's funny, elsewise I wouldn't have mentioned it. The Nintendo 64 version of the game was released in China on 2006 for the iQ player. I think that's how you would say that. Animal Crossing Wild World, that's the second installment of the series, was released for the Nintendo DS in 2005 and was unique in the fact that it was the first game in the series to use Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. And the game was also re-released on the Wii U Virtual Console in 2016, although by then the Wi-Fi multiplayer feature was unavailable due to the discontinuation of Nintendo Wi-Fi connection. The third installment of the Animal Crossing series was called Animal Crossing City Folk, and it was released for the Wii in 2008. It was the first game to utilize Wii Speak, an accessory that allows players to talk to each other during online play. But it was largely a piece of technological garbage, according to the YouTube reviewer I watched. Animal Crossing New Leaf was released for the Nintendo 3DS in 2012, and this marks the first time in the series where you as the player get to be the mayor of the town that you're playing inside. And after that were a couple spin-off games. In 2015, Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer and Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival were released for the 3DS and the Wii U, respectively. Then, in 2017, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp was released as a mobile game. Full disclosure, I have Pocket Camp downloaded on my phone. Never really played it, though. It was just to psych myself up for playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is the specific title being so thoroughly explored by the podcast Crossing 
sing animals. I'm going to let them take over for a spell so I can give my voice a rest. After this sneak peek, I'll give a brief, quick history about the podcast itself before we take a short break, and then it will be time to meet the talent. Sarah, what do you think of a game that was just released four months ago being the number two top selling game in Japan of all time? That is insane. But they are so lucky that they put it out when they did, Mm -hmm. because I would love to sort of in an alternate universe, see how well it would do if we didn't have the quarantine and the COVID and all that, how well, I mean, I'm, I imagine it still would have done fantastic Mm -hmm. and killed, but to see it, this caliber killing this hard, I don't know. I want to see what it would have been like if it didn't have all of this go down and people stuck in their homes and trying to play games and, uh, convincing family members. I mean, we still would have bought it for all of us and we still would have convinced my mother-in-law to buy it and do that. So I don't know. I think that's just insane that it beat so many of the Pokemon games just because I used to grow up playing all of those as well. But wow, second best. That's that's really cool. I think that's just really intriguing. Yeah, like even going all the way back to the Game Boy uh, Tetris. Um, Tetris wasn't a pack-in title in Japan, I don't believe. I think that was a North American one only. But still, like Tetris sold like gangbusters on the Game Boy. Uh, Super Mario Land, all the Mario games, all the Pokemon games, like Animal Crossing, New Leaf, and Wild World. Uh, number two. Animal Crossing New Horizons, which just came out <laughs> this year, a few months ago. It just blew me away. Crossing Animals, the podcast, released their trailer on March 9th and their very first episode on March 13th, which was one week before Animal Crossing New Horizons was released. Since then, they had uploaded weekly on Wednesdays up until somewhat recently where their schedule has adjusted to once every other week. So whether you call that bi-weekly or bi-monthly, the jury um, is out, but that is their upload schedule nowadays. And they just released their 21st episode where they happened to shout me out here at a pod about a pod because I reached out to them and let them know that they would be featured. So I very much appreciate that, Lloyd and Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan, hence uh, my little pod report here that I like to do on my favorites because I like to share them out and help y'all reach more ears and just share what I love so much about what you do. So that concludes our quick history bit. We're going to take a break and then we'll learn more about Lloyd and Sarah when we come back. We'll kick things off with ladies first, and our lady co-host is Sarah Krellin. She has a husband named Steve and a daughter named Lila, and their family has a pet tortoise whose name was mentioned in the episode, but I didn't write it down, so my B on that. She lives in Arizona, and although it is September now, she's still reporting triple-digit temperatures. And where I am right now, as I sit here recording, it is 108 degrees outside, so I feel you, Sarah. I'm right there with you. 
Uh, she works as a hairstylist and a makeup artist who specializes in weddings and special occasions. That makes me think that you must have a really wild bridezilla story or two, Sarah. And if so, I feel like maybe you should find an excuse to share one on the show. Or maybe you don't do that for a very specific reason, because, you know, there's that client privilege that hairstylists are known for. So no worries, but it makes me think that that must be an interesting job. And it's cool that you're a part of uh, so many ladies important day. So it does make me wonder how our co-hosts met. And I do wonder as well if that's something else that's been mentioned over the course of the show that I simply forgot to take notes on. Uh, But let's go ahead and take a listen to their rapport because uh, what they may not have in common on the surface, they more than make up for in love for this game and mutual respect and affection for each other. So let's take a listen at the banter that Lloyd and Sarah have before we learn a bit more about Lloyd. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I don't have any of those DIYs and uh, I shot a balloon out of this guy today and I don't want to brag, but it fell into a bush. Ah, so nice. I'm not getting it back. That's great. So, just That's as good yeah. as me uh, shaking a money tree <laughs> and having two of the three bags disappear because there's weeds on the ground and Ooh, we had nowhere to go. That's the worst. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I forgot okay, that happened. Went. I forgot that happened. So I lost 20,000 20, uh, bells by being an idiot. Ouch, that hurt a little bit. Just a little bit. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. So um, do you have any any plans coming up? Are you, are you going to be redesigning anything? Do you have anything, anything in your in your brain that you want to put into the game? Or are you just basically going to be playing the collecting game right now for the next little bit? Uh, it's probably going to. I don't know. I think I really want to maybe bulldoze some parts and redo them. Mm. Because I just, I don't know. So, you know, it's stuff like I started in the beginning and then now I'm sick of it. And now I feel like I've matured over the years and I could do better. <laughs> over so. the years, yes. <laughs> it's been a very long time, many years. Right. Uh, it's many years. <laughs> it's the same with me in my my yard. I don't like it anymore because I've designed some like really cool spaces in other areas. And it's like, I kind of want to make my yard look cool, but that's... It seems like too much work. So that'll probably be like a, a last <laughs> last thing that I do after I've done everything else. So you're not going to move the rock garden? No, I've decided not to move the rock garden. I've cooler minds have prevailed and I've decided to <laughs> not put mannequins everywhere again. Although there'd be less mannequins I'd have to place because of all the other stuff that I have going on in my island right now. Uh, it would uh, still take way too much time. And I've decided, mm. nope, I'm going to keep everything where it is right now and just add, not move. It's a bummer. I was looking forward to all those mannequins again. <laughs> I'll have to buy <laughs> another switch and another copy of the game and start it up and just place mannequins everywhere. Like I'll have a tent <laughs> and mannequins and then I can invite you to that uh, island and you can just walk around. Or you can designate your own tiny island on your island and call it Mannequin Island and you just have a bunch of mannequins sitting on it. That, that would that would work, actually. That's actually- You could make it look like Survivor where you have a tiki <laughs> torch and a bunch of mannequins and then the tribe has spoken and then one of them goes out. Oh, my gosh. Somebody use that now. That's, Write it down. That is a great <laughs> idea. That is a great idea. So let's learn a bit more about Lloyd. Lloyd Hannison is the host of many other podcasts in addition to Crossing Animals, probably the most noteworthy of which is Nintendo Pulse, which he started in 2006 and is the longest running Nintendo podcast, which is a very cool distinction in my opinion. Congratulations on that, Lloyd. He's also hosted for the podcasts Touch of Gaming, 
Retropulse, and CityCast. He is Canadian and a hockey fan of the Winnipeg Jets. He has two cats named Juno and Tank, a wife called Kara, or it might be Kara, I apologize that I didn't write the pronunciation for myself, and a daughter named Alyssa, who goes by Allie, as well as a son named Nick. Lloyd works in ITS for the University of Manitoba. And sir, my heart goes out to you because in these COVID-19 times, I don't know if Canada is doing virtual learning like the USA is, but it's been a challenging transition for a lot of students that I know. So I can imagine that you've been extremely busy with the start of the semester uh, either way. So much love to both Sarah and Lloyd out there doing their day jobs, as well as giving us great Animal Crossing New Horizons content. And now we're going to jump in to why I think Crossing Animals is worth the listen. Crossing Animals is a very useful tool to get tricks and tips for getting started playing the game. One thing I learned from listening to the show is spamming the A button while crafting makes the animation go faster, for example. This podcast X also provides news about game updates and seasonal changes, so you're always up to date with the latest information about what new critters are available to collect and the upcoming Animal Crossing content in the works from Nintendo. So I have a really great sneak peek lined up to showcase exactly why I think Crossing Animals is worth the listen. It is from episode four, where they talk about an event called Bunny Day, which unfortunately I did not get to experience in game because I hadn't purchased uh, the console and the game yet. But it is, as I say, a great example of the window that they provide into what the game is like. And even if you're not able to play yourself, you are almost there. Uh, That's how immersive their content can be. If you manage to wander around your island today, there is a uh, a bunny, a big bunny hopping around that suspiciously looks like a dude in a costume. But I'm not <laughs> not too sure about that. And uh, yeah, Bunny Day has started, so that is a new thing uh, for uh, for our island starting in April. And I got to say, I've been having a heck of a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I, I I'm having fun, but I got over that pretty quick. Got over it pretty quick. <laughs> I mean, it's day one and I'm all like, no, this is for another two weeks. It's the water eggs. The water eggs are driving me nuts. And I have a whole thing about it. So if you want me to go off on a rant. Okay, well, (laughs) let's let's save your rant for a second. We'll talk a little bit about Bunny Day. So basically what it is, is uh, you get uh, a a dude come visit you uh, who's in a suit and it's like, I'm I'm hopping around. I'm a bunny. Yay. Uh, And then for a full 12 days. you can basically collect eggs. So he says that he's hiding recipes and eggs around your your island. And there's six types of eggs uh, that you can get. There's wood eggs that you get from uh, chopping trees. Uh, randomly, instead of wood popping out, you'll get a wood egg. Sky eggs are uh, balloons will be flying around. And if you pop pop them, sometimes they'll be a present, but sometimes they'll also be an egg. Uh, there's water eggs, which I do not like, which are when you're fishing, uh, just randomly, it'll be an egg instead of 
uh, other things uh, like the fish that you are actually trying to catch, uh, which is a little bit annoying. There's earth eggs. So every day there's going to be extra um, buried stuff on your town, which gives you earth eggs. Uh, leaf eggs are basically trees. Some some random trees will just have three eggs on them. If you shake it instead of fruit, you get the eggs drop down. And then there's stone eggs by hitting stones um, where you normally would get your iron or your uh, your stone and other stuff. Uh, you can now get uh, stone eggs. So you have to collect all six types and. Um, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can make now. So as you're playing the game, as you're popping balloons, as you're getting uh, getting bottles uh, that have messages in them, uh, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, it looks like. Uh, recipes for items for your um for your house or your village uh and then there's a bunch of clothing stuff as well and each of that each of those new um recipes have to be found and uh to actually get the final item for, from bunny day you have to craft one of every item that there is um i'm not sure if that includes all the clothing uh but i know for sure it uh it, it is all the items and uh they use those eggs as um as material for it so um, that's kind of the long and short of it. That's, that's what bunny day is. So for the next 12 days, you're going to be collecting a bunch of eggs, creating a bunch of items in the hope to finally find zipper T bunny on the 12th to say, Hey, I did all your things and he'll give you uh, a special item that you can only get by making all the things. So anyway, that's the, that's the big, the big description of what bunny day is. Sarah, you're, you're, you have some rants about bunny day. So let's hear it. Well, first of all, Lila likes collecting all the eggs. She's been making all the stuff. So she's the one that's probably going to get the special one out of all of us. Um, but I have CJ in my town today. You know, the little beaver that collects fish. Yeah, I have CJ as fish. well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you'd know my pain. Yes. I can't. I, the, the amount of eggs that I have caught out of the ocean while I'm <laughs> trying to make money from CJ has been astonishing. And everyone's been hearing, hearing me in the house yelling about it. And uh, I have only caught sea bass horse mackerels and a few tin cans here and there oh. and i can't make any money from it because i keep getting stupid eggs so i'm like man this is the worst day for him to come so as you just heard listeners to crossing animals get the opportunity to hear about the game from an intimate experiential perspective as well as through business and design lenses without getting too ideological the conversation can segue into interesting analysis like how animal crossing new horizons marketing and in-game options relate to gender for example in one of the earlier sneak peeks that we listened to the co-hosts remain candid about any waxing or waning enthusiasm they feel for the game as well and how they feel about the various updates as time goes on which i think is special and noteworthy because you know in youtube for example a lot of vloggers are just perpetually uh happy and optimistic and it's like okay like you like that all the time like always and so you know they bring some reality to it where you know you might go through phases of falling in and out of love with the game or you know just having more time to dedicate to it and whatever other circumstances might factor in and so for me for example um 
I had looked forward to the game very much. And when I first started playing, I was like, all right, like I get it. Like I can see what's enjoyable. I'm not feeling like I need to play for hours on end, like every single day of my life. Uh, Cause sometimes I can be like that. I have that obsessive type personality where I latch on to something if I enjoy. Uh, but over time, it's been a slow build and I've gained enthusiasm for the game. And nowadays I'm much more likely to try to log in, you know, at least once a day to get the bonuses and check the shop. And so now I just uh, broke 100 hours of gameplay. And even now I'm also still having novel experiences within the game. One of my villagers got sick and I was like, oh, I didn't know that could happen. Um, let me go get you some medicine. So I did. And so, uh, yeah, it's just a really great way to learn more about the game because even though that wasn't something I had heard mentioned on the podcast, they talk about various uh, functions and dynamics happening in the game that can have you know what to expect once you jump in. And even if not, like you get to hear about their experiences and even if they are having lukewarm feelings, they're honest about that too. You get the whole picture. That being said, the co-hosts, they're easygoing personalities, they're pleasant, their content is family friendly, which is important to a lot of people, I think, with regard to this particular game, because a lot of adults enjoy it, but also children. One huge final reason why Crossing Animals is worth it is the community building they have built in to what they got going on. They have a Discord community where fans of the show are trading items and exchanging their turnip prices, which I just think is lovely, giving people um, a way to connect and meet each other and have fun in the game, as well as having connection directly to the co-hosts themselves. They are very accessible as well through their email and on Twitch or sorry on twitter is what i meant to say so definitely jump in if you are curious about the game are a fan of the game and want to find out more because crossing animals in addition to their excellent podcasting content also have community building happening they also read out some of the reviews that they get which i think also enhances their listener engagement and a sense of a reciprocal relationship happening room for improvement all right so as awesome as crossing animals is perfection is a myth so there's always a little room for improvement in all things so i'm just going to share about my two cents in some suggestions that the show can take or leave just um, one pair of ears and one man's thoughts coming from them so one stumbling block I encountered when I first started trying to listen to this podcast was how they front load the housekeeping at the beginning of their episodes. I feel like I might not be alone in that and potentially it can alienate first time listeners because we're here to listen about Animal Crossing and um, listening to reviews of others about the show while I can, again, see how that would promote listener engagement. And I included that as a pro in the Why It's Worth It segment. I'm also including it sort of as a con here in the Room for Improvement section, because, again, if you're not invested yet in the show, uh, it, it might be like, OK, like, wh where is the content? Um, so that is one thing to consider. And it does improve over time. That's true more in the earlier episodes. There was uh, the front loading of the housekeeping was much more heavy. Nowadays, uh, Lloyd is much more expedient about it. And so that does improve as the catalog as you go through the catalog. 
there are reviews that mention a mysterious cat toy noise that occurs during Sarah's part of the conversation. And this remained a funny and peculiar mystery for a few episodes before Lloyd actually sleuthed out the source of the sound. It was Sarah's microphone on her headphones scratching against her clothes. So after listening to that episode, Sarah's husband actually purchased her a brand new pair of AirPods, which I think is incredibly sweet and probably the most romantic podcast related gesture I've heard of. So I'm living for it, folks. Um, goals. So this is room for improvement. I'm getting off track. So my main suggestion for the Crossing Animals team would be to spend a bit more time in post-production. Because the show is recorded during live streams of Animal Crossing New Horizons on Twitch, the upload as released often sounds mostly unedited. This results in content that can be a little bumpy with Twitch delays and lags during Lloyd and Sarah's discourse. So I it just makes me wonder what their post-production process is. And go ahead and take a listen for yourself. This is from an episode where they have some technical difficulties and again, sort of understandable due to the process and their format, but you'll get to hear it for yourself. So you know what I'm talking about. That's right. Yeah. So you can definitely buy. Oh, 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 you're having network issues. What did you do? That's weird. Oh, that's a bummer. That's weird. Okay. Well, well, the video will be lost um, while we get into the show and that is okay. Um, I'm I'm not seeing what's happening on my screen (laughs) other than communication error. Ah, that's what it is. So I'm going to go wrong one. I'm going to go and uh, reopen the gates. Um, when I can, so we can do in game, but we'll, we'll continue the audio podcast for all the audio people. Um, so yeah, thanks uh, to the people for leaving reviews. These were on Apple podcasts. So over at, um, on iTunes, or I guess not so much on iTunes anymore, but on your, um, your phone or your computer, you can leave us a review. And, uh, if you do, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. I feel like we need those screaming rainbow bars like technical difficulties. Please stand by. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what's really awesome is I'm not going to be able to see the Dodo code. Um, I'm going to be able to see ah. the Dodo code, but I'm not going to be able to give it to you without giving it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's going to take me it's going to take me a second to get this one set up. <laughs> uh, your gates aren't still open, right? They're closed. They close it. Yeah, they they're they're closed. Yeah, oh. for sure. Um, but, uh, but that's, that's okay. That's okay. Moving along. (laughs) Moving right along. Let's get into, um, let's get into the, the meat of the show. So it's been a week since we last did the show, Sarah, how are things going on Brielle these days? That sneak peek was only about 90 seconds long. So as you heard, they reined it in very quickly and were able to kind of improv and get past the rough moment with relative ease. And what is also really cool about their format is they're recording live and they're in the game. And in the future, there might be an opportunity to have like an in-studio audience with other people playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, logging on online and everybody getting to be together in the virtual space as the show is actually being recorded so having opportunities like that be available and having the interactivity um, of a twitch live stream it's not a platform i'm hugely familiar with but if that is what they're doing and then recording it and also exporting it as a podcast i mean who am i to be mad about it Uh, it's just something again to be aware of uh, but maybe wholly unavoidable when it comes to you know the process and the format that they've chosen One final critique is at times the balance can feel 
60 Lloyd, 40 Sarah, as opposed to 50-50. So it sort of results in a feeling to me like a pilot, co-pilot sort of situation, as opposed to having like 100% equal contribution from both speakers. I will say that the conversation comes from a place of organic friendship, which I would not sacrifice simply for the sake of an exact balance of talking time. One suggestion I might make is having Sarah take the lead on some of the transitions in between the episode's topics of discussion instead of Lloyd always being the one who usually supplies the prompting questions that move the conversation along because that is what I think results in kind of like the call and response uh, feeling to the show but again not a wholly negative thing and it works for them so it's not really something to uh, sacrifice for the sake of an arbitrary 50-50 split just kind of my two cents and something that I think could be tilted with a simple adjustment of having Sarah maybe take the wheel on some of those transitory moments within their show. Welcome to the Peanut Gallery, aka the end of my show. Thank you so much for joining me on another deep dive into a podcast that I think is worth your time. And a big welcome and a big thank you, especially to any fans of Crossing Animals who decided to join today. If you want to stay connected, give us a follow at A Pod About a Pod on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram, but only if you're a good person. Shoot us an email at a pod about a pod at gmail.com with any feedback or suggestions for another show that you think deserves a feature on APAAP. New episodes drop the first Sunday of every month, which means that I will return on October 4th with another feature. Until then, share this episode with a friend and happy listening. Mm-hmm.